Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 343. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis. Thank you for listening. Uh, today's blog is about writing and the process of writing. And this post refers back to a post that I put out a few weeks ago. So uh, you may want to read that one first, although I don't think it matters in the least. Um, But it's the one that's called Medication Denied, Many Things Questioned. So you could read that in advance of listening to this one or listen to that one because that podcast is also out. So, uh, yeah, but this one is called Writing Experience. I was full of fury. I had so much I wanted to sort through, so much I wanted to unpack, and so much to say. Normally, this is a recipe for a white-hot blog post that comes streaming out of my pen. But I was entirely jammed up. I didn't know where to start or how to dive in, and I was frustrated, not just by the medical situation that was driving the post, but also the struggle to write about it. In talking about it with my friend, he pointed out that for things like the arts and feminist issues, I've been thinking about them for most of my life. When I pick up a pen to talk about things related to feminism or sexism or arts issues, I have already digested a lot of the content and ideas. Those things come relatively easy to me because I've done a lot of thinking and processing of those issues already. In trying to write about things related to ableism and Medicaid and medical justice, I'm just so new to these things comparatively, so I can get gummed up and confused. I have years of writing about feminism behind me and almost none in dealing with the medical system. It makes a big difference. Until my friend pointed it out to me, I was entirely unconscious of that discrepancy of experience. It explains a lot. Experience and practice can become invisible until we run into something without them. I have a lot of experience in talking about feminism and the arts. I've taken courses in those subjects. I've read about them for years. I've had a lot of conversations about art in my life and a lot of conversations about feminism and sexism, too. I've been writing about them since before I started this blog, back in 2008. In contrast, I have almost no experience talking about medical advocacy. When I first began dealing with what I came to learn were migraines in 2016, I had never had to look for a referral before. I had never had to figure out how to choose a doctor. I had never had to choose a pharmacy. When they asked me what my pharmacy was at the first doctor's office that prescribed me something, I didn't have one. And it didn't even occur to me that I should choose something close to where I live. So they just sent it to the one next door to them. I'm like a child when it comes to thinking about health advocacy. There are probably a lot of people who have the opposite experience. Folks who have been disabled all their lives are often incredibly masterful at talking about it. I would like to point you to the extraordinary Imani Barbarin talking about how she learned to do that. 
The experience of writing in general is certainly an enormous boost when attempting to engage with something new, but having practice and experience in particular areas really does make a difference. I think about David Foster Wallace writing about tennis, because that man could write about tennis. He knew a lot about it. He'd been thinking about it a long time. When it came time to put it in his novel or to write an essay about it, it was right there. And he was such a skilled writer, he could make it readable even for me, someone who has only played tennis, very badly, in gym class. He was also able to write artfully about things that were entirely new to him, things like a cruise. But maybe these sorts of things were not as easy for him to jump into. We don't know. We can't ask him. But for me... It did unlock something to recognize the difference between writing something with which I have some experience and something new. Acknowledging that helped me begin in a moment that I was struggling by recognizing that my difficulty was partly in dealing with something in which I am a novice. I was able to find my way with a little more grace for myself, a little more understanding for my own struggles. These blog posts don't all come easy, but some of them do. And usually, I realize now, the things that come easy are usually those that have years of thought behind them. It's easier to know where to start when you've been going a while already. Sometimes, writing can become easier the more you do it. And sometimes you end up back at the beginning, wrestling with how to begin like in the early days. Sometimes like an idea like this that feels very simple, like it almost feels too obvious, <laughs> but, but it really made a difference. And it's made a difference in a couple of different instances, actually. Just like recognizing where I am on the continuum of experience with an idea or a, a thought or concept or something. Um, It's really, it's wild. Sometimes the obvious and simple (laughs) can surprise me. So, uh, yeah, I'm grateful for this new perspective. And what song am I going to give you? Well, I decided, I looked at a bunch of different songs about, like, experience. The only song I could find about experience is Jimi Hendrix, Are You Experienced? And there's, I mean, I'm sorry, but there's just no way. There's no way. There's no way. Uh, I mean, my hat is off to you if you know a way to cover Jimi Hendrix, Are You Experienced? But but I don't. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's not going to be Are You Experienced? Um, I did listen to it a bunch, but then I was like, I mean, I knew immediately, but I, 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 you know, sometimes I like to think about things, <laughs> obviously. Uh, so it's not our experience. I looked at songs about new, like starting over kinds of songs, and uh, none of those were really popping out at me either. So what I realized, though, is that I, um, I just finished a song for a friend of mine, Um, And it was a song that I was really struggling to write uh, because, so as many of you are familiar with my lullaby projects, 
project, projects, I don't know. I write a lot of lullabies, or I did. I haven't been lately so much, but, you know, it's mostly because my friends have slowed down having babies. Um, but um, this friend ha- has a foster child, and I wanted to write them a lullaby, even though, you know, the, the, the baby was not going to be likely to stay with them. But I was really having a hard time, and I think, like, I was, like, I just like I had a verse, I had a chorus, but like they weren't going anywhere and they weren't any good. So like the reason this relates to experience is like I have a lot of experience writing lullabies for my friends. I have written quite a few. Some of them just roll on and out. And this one was just like just like stuck. I was super stuck on it and I could not figure out where to take it. And I wasn't crazy about what I had. Um but then uh, I got a little bit of, like, information about um, some sort of bedtime rituals that were happening. And, and that is usually where I start with a lullaby, actually. Um, and I just thought, you know what, I'm going to just start all over. I'm going to start from the beginning and not think about the fact that this is a foster kid. He's their kid as much as anybody's kid is a kid. He just happens to be a foster kid. Um, so I don't need to write like a foster kid lullaby. I just go back to the basic kind of mm, things that inspire me generally when I'm writing a lullaby. Like I learn a little bit about the bedtime routines and, you know, what people are called. And, you know, if I get to be with a, a, a family while they're, while they're having a bedtime or nap time ritual, then like all the better. I definitely, the more information I have about that, the, I think the richer the lullaby can be. Um, but in any case, I, it's like a clear example for me of like, I was trying to do something new when in fact I needed to just go back and do it like the, the way I actually have been doing it and have done it in the past. So even though this song is not directly about experience or being a novice, um, it it kind of embodies that um, experience. So I'm going to play that for you in just a minute. Meanwhile, thank you so much for listening. If you like the blog cast, please tell someone about it. Like, review, subscribe. Uh, If you'd like to support this podcast with your dollars, that would be amazing. Patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis. There's also Ko-fi. There's PayPal. All those links are in the show notes. Um, And if you're friends with a podcast like company, you know, put us on their desk. I don't think anybody's friends with a podcast company executive. (laughs) You would have already told me. I know. Thank you. Anyway, uh, mostly thank you for listening. It really does mean a lot to have your ears on this situation. Um, So the links to all those things are in the show notes. Did I say? Maybe I didn't. But if I did, apologies. Um, They're still in the show notes, or they will be once I put them there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so uh, here we go. I'm going to play you this most recent lullaby. If you want to hear more lullabies, if you've somehow not caught all of the, if you're new, maybe you're new to this, and if you are, welcome. Um, but if, so if you want to hear more lullabies, there are a bunch of them that are on Spotify or 
uh, Apple Music, I think it's called now, or pretty much anywhere you listen to music, they should be there. Um, or you can listen to them on my website, emilyrainbowdavis.com. Um, yeah, so there are many to be had, should you want to hear more lullabies. Um, but this is the new one. Uh, and it is called Cuddle Up, Snugglebug. Cuddle up, Snugglebug, it's time for bed. The owls are hooting and the books have been read. We sang some songs, turned off the light, special times together at night. The sun says hi, the birds are chirping as they take to the sky. We laughed and flew, we stretched and yawned, special time together at dawn. You can sleep, baby K, you can sleep night or day, Auntie C. Daddy Andy will love you come what may. Cuddle up, snuggle bug, it's time for naps. Your head's getting heavy as you rest in our laps. 